So I hired a trainer and started working out and started eating clean, became passionate about how to eat right. You know, doctors don't know much about exercise, nutrition, so I had to learn all that. And I ended up entering the second contest, 1998, and I won that. I became a grand champion, and that really has gotten me on this path ever since. Dr. Nick Delgado here with our podcast and our webinar at RadFest in Las Vegas. This is the Immortality Conference, the only conference I know of in the world that talks about the possibility that if we live long enough, we can potentially live a longer lifespan than any time in history. I'm with Dr. Jeffrey Life, the author of The Life Plan, who you've probably seen in Flight Magazines. I'm also with Dr. James Lorenz from uh, Michigan area. Yep. And uh, Dr. Life, what originally inspired you to get on track with your health and your fitness? I saw these before after pictures that I often Mm -hmm. see in Flight Magazine. Tell me about that odyssey and what brought you to that place in your life? Well, when I was in my late 50s, I was in horrible shape. I was headed toward type 2 diabetes. I had coronary artery disease. I was obese. I was a disgrace to my kids and my patients. And I came across one of Bill Phillips' magazines. He, he's the, uh, the, the a former EAS owner. And he, and he talked in his magazine about his Body for Life contest. And I saw the winners of the first ever 1997 Body for Life contest. And that inspired me to make some changes in my life. So I hired a trainer and started working out and started eating clean, became passionate about how to eat right. You know, doctors don't know much about exercise, nutrition, so I had to learn all that. And I ended up entering the second contest, 1998, and I won that. I became a grand champion, and that really has gotten me on this path ever since. Had I not done that, I'd not be here to talking with you because I'd be dead. Dr. Jeffrey Life, did you win a, a car, a cash prize? I know they offered some really cool uh, winner event uh, that's things. That's right. Well, I won uh, a, uh, a Corvette. Do you still have it? Uh, no, I, I, I sold it. It did not uh, hold up. It would not have held up well in West Virginia <laughs> or Pennsylvania where I lived. Love it. Love so it. So I sold it. <laughs> I had to take all the labels off. I mean, it, had a, it was just inundated with with uh, labels about muscle media and the magazine and what have you. So I had all that taken off and sold it. Before you sold it, yeah. Yeah. So, so was it convertible? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, what color? Gray. Wow, wow. I'm surprised he didn't keep it because, you know, he spent a lot of time in Michigan, highly educated in Michigan, I just learned today, and uh, his background, Wayne State University and, you know, a lot of school there. and. I'm surprised you got rid of it. <laughs> well, in retrospect, I shouldn't have. <laughs> right, right, of course. If I right. kept it in mint shape, yeah. man, I think whatever that would be worth. I mean, the Motor City, you know, I had to yeah. teach you that, right? Right. <laughs> well, Dr. Life, you, you clearly have gone through an odyssey, and I believe you're approaching, if I may say, the age of 80 now. No. I'm approaching 81. Wow. 
in two months I'll be 81. Congratulations. He's, he's all grown up. <laughs> so you have children, you have grandchildren, mm -hmm. you have an incredible marriage. Yes. You're blessed. I am. So in that odyssey, there's a priority or a hierarchy of importance in one's life, one's values. So clearly, early on, you were practicing, putting in a lot of hours, seeing patients, doing what you had to do to build your career, and yet maybe your health was put on the back burner, maybe not in perspective where it could have or should have been. How have you now integrated, you still have a busy career, but how have you integrated your training, your diet, uh, your utilization of hormonal balance and some of the advanced techniques that you've shared in your book, which I highly recommend everyone go out and get the life plan. And I know you've published two other books as well. That's right. And I'm starting to work on my fourth book. Wow. So, you know, the whole Body for Life contest taught me how to eat right, how to exercise, the importance of flexibility, cardio training, resistance training. And I just made that part of my daily life. And it started making huge changes. And in just a short time, I dropped, I forget how much body fat, but a lot, and put on muscle. And I've just continued to do that. And, and my, my physique just kept getting better. And I've definitely shown the world that as you age, you don't have to get old. You can maintain or even increase your muscle mass and strength and flexibility if you work at it. So I make it a priority every day. And that has just paid back in huge dividends. Now, I know you've incorporated Taekwondo. Is that true? And you're pursuing a belt level that you're already at a certain level? And your goal is, tell us? My goal is to have my black belt in, uh, in uh, karate and Taekwondo by the time I'm 85. So I've got another four years. That's awesome. I'm impressed. I mean, that's awesome. It really is. And Something also, you said, and I, I just want to, you know, just kind of stamp hit home because, you know, he's a mentor of mine, and, and, and I've always looked highly up to him, and I do what I do in my practice because of him, literally. I mean, he wrote, the, he set the, the path for us. And you got to practice what you preach. you got to implant what you're doing with your patients as he does and you got to put it in your life because I was like you and fortunately it hit me younger you know hit me in my 30s when I just got out of residency and I was hustling and working and a lot of late nights and all that but I had a few hiccups in a health in a health setting and I said man this is this isn't right it's not, you can't live like this you gotta if you're well you can make your patients well and I commend you for that because a lot of docs don't do that that's right a lot of, and in school like you said they don't teach us nutrition you have to be interested or get further training and, and dig in because nowadays, you know, uh, that, that, you know, it has to be a passion. Yeah, at the age of 22, I had uh, hypertension. I was obese. I had over 25% body fat as measured uh, at USC by submersion method. And I was shocked that I had gotten that fat. I was trying to gain weight to play football. And then I had a TIA. And that turning point showed me that the blood pressure medications I had been on for five years at, by the age of 22 did not protect me. And I realized I had to dig deep and make changes in my own lifestyle, which fortunately I saw 60 Minutes. Uh, I watched Nathan Pritikin live longer now. And I know there's some plant-based doctors that have influenced you as well, Dr. Mm -hmm. Life. Tell me about that. Well, 
I really structure my own diet program, but basically it's it's a, a denornish and some denornish. Yeah, to some degree. Although mm-hmm. he's extremely strict, I did that for a while, and but I think you know a diet program has to be kind of uh, catered to your own genome, your own genetics, and so what I do is I I check that out in my patients, and then tailor their nutrition program to their genetics wow and uh, is there such a thing as we call epigenetics we can alter our environment absolutely epigenetics is where uh through lifestyle and through your environment you can actually trump your bad genes and you enhance your good genes and uh, this 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 is a huge new area of science of genetics and it, it it's real i mean it definitely is real and I've seen identical twins who have the same genome. Uh, one ends up with disease, the other ends up being really fit and healthy. And it's all because of their lifestyle. It's all because they, the one that's healthy has trumped his, his genome, his, his, his genes. Yeah, the new studies show that, that you can turn on and turn off genes based on how you live. How you eat, your hormones, your environment, your environment, your personal environment. You create a better environment, your genes can work for you. That's right. And there's studies on that. There's, you know, multiple, multiple studies. And, you know, Bruce Lipton, I mean, I know you talk about him and you're a fan. He's laid a lot of the foundation for that. Yeah, the biology belief uh, and his use of microscopy. And I know you have a microscope after you trained with me and we put that together for your practice. You're one of the few physicians that jumped on the need to show patients their cellular health to kind of get motivated as leverage, It's 100%. Oh, it's visual. You got to, it motivates the patient. It's real. It never lies. Okay. We, of course, do objective testing and get numbers and show them things. But when you can show a patient visually what's going on and explain it, now they're in. Now they get it, and they'll, they'll, they'll be committed. The compliance goes way up. Yeah, we have an online course now on blood microscopy taught with uh, Dr. Anil uh, Batchneth, uh, and he's out of uh, the Boston area, and he's been doing blood morphology for 22 years yeah. throughout medical school and on, and he's been seeing and observing and uses it as a training, education tool, tool for the patients particularly. But we also do a lipid profile while we do the visual so the patients see this is what triglycerides look like. This is what happens to the blood, how there's rouleau, how they clump together. This is what happens when you have uh, excess uh, changes in the white blood cells, uh, an autoimmune response due to some foreign proteins. And then we want to follow up with some delayed food allergies, which buys into your talk about personalizing uh, nutrition because people have various uh, sensitivities to foods. Do you buy into the food compatibility and sensitivity? Is that important? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's critical, actually. When I use live blood and, and cellular analysis like that, I can explain and show a patient that they have leaky gut, that they have candida, and why. And if you alter that, that, that border, that barrier of the immune system, now you're affecting your immunity where you can literally completely, completely reverse autoimmunity or stabilize it and actually change somebody's life. I mean, literally change their life because of diet, and because of a personalized approach to their food sensitivities and all that. And that, that's, I mean, that's almost the bread and butter of every wellness preventative approach, or at least it should be. 
That's tremendous because bad example actually the bread and butter, <laughs> you know, the gluten-free bread and the dairy-free butter, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I think you're getting leverage with people that visual oh, yeah. to get them motivated because what importance does it play the power of the mind? Where do you fit the power of the mind in your practice, Doctor Jeffrey? Life? Oh, it's huge, huge, I mean, right? I mean, I mean, it's so important to have, um, you know, to to minimize stress, to be able to deal with the stress in your life. And you can focus on all the good things, and, and, and it just changes everything. I mean, we live in a highly stressful environment in this country. More than ever. More than ever. You know, the kids uh, that are growing up today are, are subjected to so much more stress than I was when I was growing up. And, and so everything we do needs to focus on how to control stress, how to manage it, and how to uh, think good thoughts, you know, and be good to each other, love each other. Love's got to be one of the most important emotions yeah. we can potentially embrace in our heart, right? That's right. Absolutely. And there's so little love in the world right now. We really have to bring that around. Right. For sure, yeah. Gratitude, appreciation, <clears throat> love. It's, it's one of the six systems that I, we practice and preach because you have to. We have positivity. You know, absolutely. I know you also work with Dr. Sangeeta Patti mm -hmm. or mutual Another friends. one of my mentors. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we look at also, I know you're both experts in hormonal intervention. How important is bioidentical hormone balance as we age starting out wherever the initial deficiency? It may not be that they have to wait till they're 50, 60 or 70. They could have a hormonal balance in their teens and 20s, right? That's right. Yeah, right. Many, many of my patients uh, in their 30s and 40s are deficient in testosterone um, you know you, you know you, you are fighting a losing battle if you're deficient in hormones you will never be able to achieve optimal health and longevity you've got to have healthy levels of hormones and testosterone growth hormone all, all of these DHEA, DHEA pregnenolone all of them. All Dealing of them. with estrogen dominance, too. Oh, that's right. That's Huge, right. Epidemic. Epidemic in our country, estrogen dominance. Right. I mean, my patients hear it all the time, and I speak about this all the time, because when you think about it, it's not just the deficiency of the hormones, excuse me, it's the alteration of our imbalance. We're seeing women that actually have as much dominant testosterone, okay, in an imbalanced way, though, so inappropriately as men meaning the same levels, yet we're seeing men actually having a 10, 20-fold increase of estradiol. And why is that happening? Obesity, diet, fatty liver. So, you know, you, you, it's not, it is deficiency, of course, and it's an epidemic, of course. And we're, I see the same thing. 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds, 40-year-olds that have hormones like 20, 30 years ago would, uh, you know, we would see, uh, you know, uh, in their 70s. And, uh, but the in my impression of really when you get at the root cause, especially in a man, is that you because of diet, because of fatty liver, because of prediabetes, insulin resistance, etc., their liver is doing way more conversion of their testosterone to estrogen. And when you have high estrogen, you have fat, you have mood issues, you have erectile dysfunction, you have prostate cancer risk. I mean, it's it goes on and on. And cardiovascular cardiovascular risk. risk. Yeah, it's huge. So just to drive home, you know, when you talk about evaluating hormones, it's got to be paramount in a wellness preventative practice. Absolutely. And and you need a and and literally you need to look at those hormones in somebody when they just come in literally with no complaint. Wellness. Why? Because it's a baseline. 
even if they're well, I say, hey, you now have a litmus, a baseline of like, hey, this is where you're good. So we can reflect on this in five, 10 years, 15 years, because that's, that's it's, it's very, very key. Nothing stronger in the body than endocrinology. It all matters, but endocrinology, right. nothing stronger. That's <laughs> well put, Jim. Yeah, Dr. Mark Gordon talks about uh, interventional endocrinology, right? Oh, yeah. And so we look at that, and we're clear that if someone, say, for example, you brought up the point, estrogen dominance, which can occur in men as well as women, oh. and men by the age of 50 could have a higher estrogen level than a, a woman 22 years old at the peak of her estrogen production. Right. We see it. I it's see crazy. It. Yeah. yeah. We see it. And they get yeah. man boobs, they get prostate 100%. problems, they get uh, obesity. Oh, yeah. Right? They wonder, actually, what, I, what catches mm me always and I've kind of even just intuitively and through practice and implementation in my office I noticed in the last probably 10 years or so that um, they come in they complain they about weight and they can't lose weight and they're going to the gym mm. and they're went to plant-based and calorie restriction and they've done the fad diets and they might have lost 10 but they hit this plateau mm -hmm. I always say you got to look at hormones and a lot of that's estrogen dominance whether it's a woman or a man they, that's a losing, like you said, like Dr. Life said, it's a losing battle. They have to be balanced hormonally. Tremendous. And we're good about using DIM, indole-3-carbonyl, ashwagandha. There's various herbs that help to modify the metabolism of, of these hormones, particularly estrogen. And there's even methyl donors that help to usher Absolutely. some that's of these right. byproducts out of the body, right? You're using right. multiple supplements for your clients when necessary, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. And I, I focus hugely on cardiovascular disease. Yes. Stroke and heart attack prevention, which, uh, and I'm passionate about that because of my own condition. Mm -hmm. And uh, heart attacks and strokes kill more Americans than any other disease. It's a silent and, killer. That's the worst of it. And it's preventable. Yes. Absolutely preventable. You know, 3% uh, of women will die from uh, breast cancer in our country. 36% will die from a heart attack or stroke. Wow. And you hardly yeah. ever hear about that. No, you're right. And often, often, I notice that patients are waiting for symptoms. It's too late. Yeah, 50% of people die yeah, they with die. no symptoms. Right. right. They're waiting for with the chest pain. They're waiting levels. for yeah. the, the, you know, the, the left arm numbness and, and the facial droop. Or, and, and I obviously mean that tongue-in-cheek a bit, but literally that's too late. You need to be evaluated and screened and be ahead of the curve because it's happening. And, uh, you know, I often see, too, because of men, you know, especially businessmen, CEOs, entertainers, uh, type A, you know, um, uh, you know that are driven – they'll push past <laughs> you know we're men we're i always say we're a little bit blockheady <laughs> yeah. they'll push past those symptoms and just you know shelf them as oh i'm tired i'm stressed whatever and because it's not clutching chest pain and they got they got the start of cardiovascular disease and don't even know it and uh you know the stress effects from their drive is not helping them so they got to be cardiac evaluated because you know a lot of times they, they wait like I said to the symptoms and I even catch people and I'm sure you do your, yourself in your office where you know they go to their cardiologist and have a stress test and they pass it. Right. Fifteen percent of people that pass stress tests have a heart attack within five years. That's right. You know. That's because it, stress tests will only pick up a greater than seventy percent block. Exactly. Exactly. And if you have somebody that's got 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 accommodation, you know, around their blockage you know, in their, in their coronaries, um, they're fit. Essentially they work out, they go to the gym, essentially they can pass it. They can, That's they right. can beat the test. 86% of people that have a heart attack, 
uh, have less than 70% blockages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting, in, in, back in 1985, we had formed uh, Delgado Medical in Newport Beach, and we had internal medicine, gastroenterologists, we had chiropractors, east-west medicine working together, probably years ahead of our time. But we required a carotid artery ultrasound scan, yeah. although we didn't bill insurance for it if it wasn't medically indicated, because the only medical indication you've had a stroke, isn't that a little too late to do a carotid scan after you've had a stroke? Well, then or they to ex- do a heart and, scan? Well, and, and, you know, they accept it. This is what's crazy. Yeah. In the traditional allopathic world, they accept when you're 50, 60, 70 percent uh, stenotic in your corner and you're carotid, they accept that. They say, "Well, you got a little blockage. We'll follow it next year." Yeah, they accept years. it as normal. They accept it as normal. They'll put you on a statin and not talk about diet and lifestyle. That's right. And and it's acceptable because the stroke rates, uh, you know, don't quote me on this, but they really aren't significant until they're above 70, 80 percent. Well, in a lot of strokes, a plaque can break off and travel oh. upstream to the brain and cause a, a stroke. So you don't even have to have 80, 90 percent. That's right. You can die walking down the street today and uh, not know, That's right? That's right. In fact, vascular dementia is a result of soft plaque wow. rupturing and blocking these little tiny blood vessels in the brain. And it's a slow, insidious process. Dr. Alzheimer's published his results on brain autopsy, and he showed that a correlation directly with high cholesterol, plaques in the arteries to the brain, and he showed the highest correlation with, you know, at that time, dementia, which is Alzheimer's disease because of atherosclerotic plaques. But no doctors talk about that. You know, yeah. Traditional cardiology is all about wait until something bad happens, and then, we, then we're good at doing something about it. Yeah, surgery, intervention, and drug. Yep. And, and that's, you know, that's... Uh, you have to be ahead of the curve. You have to be looking forward if you want to live long and be healthy and live optimal. And, and, and you know, to circle back here, to talk about, you know, enjoyment of life, loved ones, fulfillment, gratitude, appreciation. These things are so important in your health. We all want that. When you get down to the root of it, we all want that. Can't have it if you don't have physical health. That's right. So, Dr. Jeffrey Life, in your practice... Uh, is there a model, a three-point model? I know James Lorenz talks about a six-point model. Mm-hmm. Is there a model that you follow in particular order? For example, with hormonal intervention, don't you often look at the adrenals first if they're deficient? Because if you augment an anabolic such as testosterone or thyroid, mm-hmm. you might throw an imbalance there with the, the adrenals. Isn't the adrenals very important for stress management and management Correct. of your blood sugars Correct. and so forth? I, 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 take, I look at their entire blood profile. Mm-hmm. And I'm sp- I really zoom in on inflammatory markers, okay. hormone levels. Yes. And then I do the, my own in-house carotid CIMT scans. You do do the carotid scans. Yes. Nice. I was, I, I, this past year, or this present year, I have become certified. I'm one of the few doctors in the country certified in CIMT ultrasonography. Beautiful. And I, I had to do that because, um, you know, my patient's... Don't all come from West Virginia. They come from all over the country. So I scan them right in my office as part of their their workup. And I've read one study that implied that if there's atherosclerotic plaque in the artery of the carotid, which is about the size of your little finger, the arteries of the heart, like the ones in the back of your, your hand, are even smaller. So you could have maybe 30% narrowing of the carotid artery, but you could have 60 70 percent blockage of the coronary artery because by virtue of the d- dimension or the diameter of that artery right yeah so it's really the it's really the plaque or rupture of plaque 
that causes sudden death okay. or, a, or a sudden TIA or a stroke. Um, and, you know, with our Doppler studies that are done, that just looks at blood flow. So you got to really look at the wall, the arteries, and look at the plaque, the character of the plaque. And it's a soft plaque that is dangerous and that can rupture. And then I can follow if they have soft plaque or a mixture of soft and calcified plaque, then I can follow them and repeat their scan in six months or a year and make sure that that's all becoming healed and that we are eliminating all the soft plaque. And what you see in the carotids is directly related to what you see in the coronary. Beautiful. Well, European cardiology, they already have studies out, and there are cardiologists in Europe are already following that. I mean, that's the standard in Europe is you know, following the CIMT. I mean, they're, they're ahead of us. I know Dr. Kim at Rush Chicago, uh, he has 14 physicians that all are trained in plant-based lifestyle medicine. This is a whole new area of medicine where thousands of doctors are starting to use diet and exercise and stress management as the primary intervention to not only prevent, but I know Caldwell Esselstein wrote the book, Prevent Reverse Heart Disease. We have clinical studies now showing actual plaques in the arteries reversing in a period of a year to three years, true? Right, that's true. I don't know about calcified plaque, um, but if it's calcified, it's stable. It's stable, right. And it's not gonna rupture and suddenly a clot forms and mm -hmm. block off that blood supply. Um, so my whole program is geared to improving quality of life at the same time of, uh, as I reduce risk for heart attacks and strokes. And a big part of my patients, most of my patients are men, and ED is a huge part of this. And, you know, we as men are fortunate because we have uh, a, a way to tell if we're headed toward a disastrous heart attack or stroke, and that's through uh, the blood vessels of our penis. Yeah. And so if we develop ED, that's, that's, a, that's a red flag that, they, that uh, we have to be worked up for vascular Absolutely. Disease. I know you've saved lives, and I know I have in my practice, by literally just having your, your heightened awareness that when somebody comes in nowadays, regardless of age, I mean, they could be 35, 40, they need a cardiac evaluation. They need a calcium score. They need a treadmill. If they have ED. Yep. If they have ED, absolutely, because those micro... Uh, calcifications and damage to the corpus of the penis that's causing erectile dysfunction. That same thing, just like you were talking about, Nick, in the carotids, is happening likely in the coronaries. And uh, you got to screen them. Absolutely got to screen them. The other thing that's key that I think Dr. Life was talking about that is about stability of these plaques and is to stabilize plaque rupture, you have to make sure you're not inflamed. And I know, you know, we were talking earlier about, uh, uh, Dr. Life and I, about uh, reducing inflammation in the body and, and following that marker, following CRP and interleukin-6 and such, but following those inflammatory markers because when you have inflammation in your blood, you're more likely to rupture a soft plaque. Right. It, it's interesting that you, you bring up that point. Uh, as I mentioned in my history, I had had high blood pressure since mm -hmm. I was 16 years old in high school trying to bulk up to play football, and I essentially was eating a lot of steak, 12 eggs a day, right. literally. How did that work for you? <laughs> it ended up with uh, not only the high blood pressure, but I, I had suffered a TIA. Right. But what I didn't talk about 
was by the time I had met Nathan Pritikin and, and uh, shortly before I went on uh, that early version of a rather strict program, I was having chest pain every day. And I'm like, what is this chest pain? It's like heartburn? You know, you always think it's heartburn. Yeah, how old were you? <laughs> I was like uh, 19. And at that point, uh, I thought, well, what's going on? So, you know, uh, Cleveland Clinic published a study on 773 people, and they had chest pain, and they thought, oh, maybe it's just indigestion. So they went and did coronary angiograms, and 90% of them had narrowing of their coronary arteries, some of them 90% blockage, including one 17-year-old. And when I read that study, I go, oh, my God, that's me. Mm -hmm. And it took me about a year of being very careful with my diet and the chest pain finally went away. Now, did it reverse the soft plaques? Did it open up the circulation? Did it save my life? Was there new collateral circulation? Because I was adherent to, I was already exercising, but yeah. the chest pain was like, I've rarely told this story, but it was crushing. It was like, oh, oh, man. oh, yeah. oh, you know, I couldn't even That'll breathe, you, up. you know? And, mm -hmm. and, you know, most guys would say, uh, indigestion. I ate something because I'm young. I thought for sure probably had to be something to do with what I was eating. No. Or train through it. Train through it. <laughs> the the male of, mentality. <laughs> the kiss of yeah, death, that's where you got to right? be careful, the male mentality. <laughs> At what point did you know you had a heart attack? I didn't, I've never had a heart attack. Okay. But, but I got chest pain riding, oh, chest riding pain. my exercise bicycle. And then I, I actually got chest pain uh, walking into the courthouse. Mm. Um, Stressful? Under huge stress. I was talking to my attorney. Yeah. And I got chest pain. And that's when I went in for a... Uh, How young were you then? I was in my 70s. So this, this happened. This, so, so I was doing great, and then I went through a lot of stress uh, with my separation from Cynogenics. And, uh, we said we wouldn't say that word. That's <laughs> okay. With the company that I worked for uh, at the time. We love each other, right? And... Uh, my attorney and I were walking to the courthouse to address legal issues, mm -hmm. and I got chest pain. And this was level ground. I got chest pain. Yeah. And so I let my cardiologist in uh, uh, at Cedar sinai know, and he said, come see me tomorrow. Went in, and he said, we need to take a look in there. Yeah. And so I got cathed the day before Thanksgiving of 2014. Thanksgiving is when I had my TIA. And I had a near 100% blockage of my LAD, which is the Widowmaker. Wow. And the left main, which is the mother of all Widowmakers. Oh, my God. Both of those were near 100% blocked. and so You he, were living off collateral circulation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he, uh, for years three and a half hours, he, he's an expert on putting stints into these very difficult lesions. And uh, three and a half hours of working on me and he got stints in there and i've not had a problem since because my lifestyle has changed dramatically beautiful reduced stress and what have you but uh i mean that that, that was a that's really gotten me focused on this oh yeah we're my, glad you're here myself and Bring my patients books. and uh on my my next book all my books really talk about vascular disease so that's so I dodged a massive bullet. Yeah. But I did not have damage to my heart. Yeah. But it was just 
what I find interesting in your story, mm. and I see this sometimes, and I, I, I try to always with patience even and, and listening to your story, it kind of just made me think of something sometimes in, in the clinic is, you know, you had your event, your actual event. I mean, there was, there was disease and damage going on, but you had your, in a stressful, you know, adrenal event, uh, when you had your chest pain. And I, I always find that interesting because you know, what's happening then blood pressure's up, pulse rates up and all that, but adrenal cortisol and hormonal issues are also happening that when they're dysfunctional, you get more inflammation. That's right. You, you, know? you nailed it. And, and, you know, so it's like, a, it's like that perfect storm and cascade. But guess what? We've all been Dr. Life on the steps going to a court, you know, in some fashion, having high stress. And, and you can't, you know, you, you got to be preventative. You got to be thinking ahead of that because it's going to happen. Life is stressful. And like you were saying, it's, it's way more stressful now than it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. But uh, you, you got to be thinking ahead. In 1980, I presented a, a reviewed a study on race car drivers, and they did a baseline of their lipids of triglycerides prior to the race. At the moment of the race, they drew their blood. They had some way to do it while they were in the race car. They did another uh, uh, post-test, and they found out at the moment of the beginning of the race, their uh, cortisol level shot up, uh, which is the stress hormone. We, we, we don't really call cortisol the bad guy. It's there for a purpose. But if it lingers and stays too yeah. high for too long, but then what went up was the release of free fatty acids because they were preparing fight or flight to mm -hmm. get ready, but they're sitting in a car. They're not running. So all these triglycerides built up, and then they found increased agglutination of the blood cells in these race car drivers, which would concur with what you're talking about on the doorsteps of the courthouse, all this stress, and you're not out jogging. You, you could have burned right. it off if you were running from a, a saber-toothed tiger, mm -hmm. but the reality is- Well, he was. Yeah, <laughs> big, big, big teeth, right? <laughs> the legal system. Yeah, oh, right, right. We all love that legal yeah. system. But that being said, you, you know, stress plays a role, and not for the reasons that we sometimes think. It's the body right. has that this built-in mechanism, but sometimes it's overridden because of the unfortunate situation of we just sit around, and sitting right. is the new smoking, right? right. I mean, people right. Are just sitting around all day at their computer, Technology. at their office. It's ruining and, and, us. Yeah. And you're, you're in a system. I want to go back to what is your daily routine? When you talk about the life plan, I, everyone wants to know what Jeffrey life's, you know, what is your, your morning wake up? Does it vary a little bit? But you're kind of like a systemized guy. I get that sense about you. What do you do? Um, I, I want to get 150 to 200 minutes of cardio in a week. That's absolutely cr crucial. And so that's uh, 30, uh, 45 minutes on my bike four or five times a week. At what my pace exercise. is the bike? Are you monitoring it's, your heart rate? It, yeah, I monitor my heart rate, and I, uh, I want to get my heart rate up to about 90 to 95% of my max. Wow. For your age, what's the max? About 170? Uh, no, it's not no. that high. One, 160. So something. 220 minus, uh, yeah. minus my age of 80. What is that? Let's see. Probably around 145, 150, I yeah, might guess, would be. It'd be like 90, 95%. Yeah, if, I get, if I get up to 145, that's pretty, yeah. uh, that's, I think that that's, that's... No, that's... yeah. So I, I like to get in the 130s. Okay. So I do an, um, a heels program on my exercise bike. Great. And I watch uh, videos, the action videos, which has been life-changing for me. Yeah. Otherwise, I would dread getting on the bike. Yeah. Action videos. What kind? Of, what's your favorites? Like anything with Arnold or anything? Or no. Well, you know, <laughs> the TV Expendables. Series. Oh, TV. TV series. Actually, I learned about this a few years ago when I had a patient that was really doing superb, and I said, 
Joe, what, what are you doing? He says, well, I, you know, I exercise and I watch 24. <laughs> and I said, what's that? <laughs> so he told me and I went to Blockbusters. That shows you how long ago. And I rented the She's first. She's out of business now, Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Which I rented the first three episodes of season one of Kiefer Sutherland's yeah. 24. And started And spinning. it became hooked. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so I've watched so my rule is I I can never watch an episode unless I'm on my bike. That's my great. Exercise bike. One time I had to watch two episodes in a row because I couldn't couldn't <laughs> wait. So that was 50 minutes. Uh, I love actually, that you're watching your heart rate. 100 though. minutes, 100 minutes on the bike. Yeah, I love that you're watching your heart rate though. That's so key. And yeah. I really believe in into, right. into interval training and into, right. you know, whether you're doing a steady state or, you know, just improving fitness or you're doing a hit training or high intensity intervals, like you're doing like near 90, 95% is maximum heart rate okay. because there's studies on that, that that actually is very uh, cardiovascularly beneficial, liver beneficial for reducing uh, fats in the liver and uh, which, you know, uh, a non-alcoholic fatty liver is epidemic. Right. And so, and again, when you work on these and to circle back here to when you work on those, you're working on estrogen. Not that we have to go back to this, but you're, cause why you're working on your liver, you're clearing your liver, helping it methylate and all that. And you're actually going to get rid of estrogen. It's not just losing weight because of calories. You're getting rid of estrogen. Your estradiol will drop. And because you're spinning on the bike and doing a few hit sessions. Right. You're, not, you're controlling insulin. You're, you're controlling, controlling so much. A number yeah. of factors. You right? don't have to do it every every time. But I love that even at, at, at Dr. Life's age, I do it myself. But, you know, and I motivate my patients, whether they're 20, 30, or 80, 90. They, they got to follow heart rate when they do exercise. Yep, that's crucial. And, and then I do resistance training. I okay. have my own gym. I have a... Uh, Free weights, machines, both? Both, both. Mm -hmm. And I... Uh, I train with my son, who's a physician. And he What's and I, his name? Uh, Dave. Dave Life in Wonderful. West Virginia. That's awesome. And that's awesome. Uh, we work out together, and that's, and that's fantastic, you know. Yeah, the bonding there, yeah. right? I used to work out with my dad when I was 12 years old. He gave me a set of dumbbells and, uh, you know, bench press, and we would work out in the gym together. And uh, my uncle would show up, too. It was, it was really a great time in my life. And I, I hit a body part. Or we do, uh, like chest on one day, back on another day, arms on another day, legs on another day, and shoulders on another day. And it takes us an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. And, you know, we take our time. We don't try to rush through it. You know, I don't incorporate cardio into my resistance training. A lot of people do, and it works for them. And then I, I don't eat until... Uh, after 12, noon, and I eat my first meal, I eat about two or three meals a day. Try to make them small and try to keep them under, uh, well under 2,000 calories a day. And uh, that's what I do. And then try to think good thoughts and work on creating great loving relationships with my family and my, my wife and my friends and colleagues. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, there you have it. You, you have a rather romantic story that you shared with me when you first met your wife. Mm -hmm. uh, can we go back to that? Okay, so yeah, yeah. I moved to West Virginia, as I said, a little over four years ago. From? After, from Las Vegas. Okay, from where here, we're at now. Where we're at now. And uh, I left Senegenics and I moved there to 
be with my son and his family. And I got to know my uh, son's mother-in-law, Georgia, who I'd known for 20 years, but not real well. And so while I was there, she started showing me around town. She was my guide through Charleston, through downtown Charleston and all the hot spots in Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs> Are there a lot? No. Similar, yet, similar yet different than Vegas, right? Yeah, very different. <laughs> a huge change in lifestyle, which was for me much better. And I got to know Georgia better and better. And uh, then uh, we started hanging out more and more. And we got married three years ago. So That's I married awesome. my son's. And I just met her today. She's gorgeous. My son's and wife's super mother. Sweet. So my daughter in law is my stepdaughter. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> it. People ask me about that. And I said, well, you know, it's not. Well, I'm not going to say what I say. <laughs> it's all good. But, and, you know, it's all about love, and right? So we, we share the same grandchildren, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it's worked out great. Oh, yeah. Amen. We have a lot of fun together. She's, she really has saved me for myself in many ways. There you have it. A good, loving woman will do that. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you see now for you? You're uh, approaching 81 years young. You have a rather incredible career. People are finally starting to catch up with what you've been teaching all of these years. And also, you're a big influencer because you are someone who's not really shared a lot of the things I think you shared during this interview today. Oh, I mean, you really hit some very <laughs> unknown things about me. I love it. Which is, which is good, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, I want to continue with my practice. Okay. I keep it fairly small but manageable. Do people fly in to see you where you're at, West Virginia? I have a few from local patients, but the vast majority come from other parts of the country. In fact, other parts of the world. Yeah. And um, and that works out well for me. I have a, a, an assistant now, Kim uh, Warren. I met her. Who is really helping Sharp. me. She's yeah. been with me about three months. And I want to continue to work on my practice and add some things to it that I've learned here. Uh, I am um, interested, I've, be, I've become interested in uh, hip-hop dancing. You? Yep. <laughs> Does your wife do hip-hop no, too? No. <laughs> I did an event uh-huh. uh, called uh, at Choice Center here in Las Vegas, which is uh, mostly people half my age or younger. And during the intermissions, uh, we they would dance, you know. Yeah. And so, can we see a few moves? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe tonight. I love it. We'll get them out tonight. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, I, I could probably be pretty good at this if I if I if yeah. I worked at it. Yeah. So I uh, I had my first. You are from you are from uh, you know Detroit. That's right. And you're from Michigan. That's Is right. that where it started, hip hop? Yeah, I think. Well, a big part of it. A lot. Yeah. A lot of yeah. Motor, or, or, or excuse me, Motown. <laughs> oh, Motown. Yeah. So I had my first lesson um, uh, before I came here in Charleston, West Virginia. I thought I got to find someone. So I found a dance studio. And my uh, dance instructor is this young black kid named Caleb, and. I started. So, I love uh, this. I'm I love it. You know what I love too, though, is because yeah. at 81, approaching 81, approaching 81 years young, in two months, in two months, happy birthday. 
I love it because you're still growing. Yep. So you're November, still growing. You're November still learning what? and growing. Your December 25th. Oh, December yeah. 25th. Christmas Day. Oh. Christmas Day. Yeah. Bees, uh, yeah 80, that's awesome. 81 years yeah. young. But you got to keep doing that, don't you? Oh, yeah. You got to keep. And, and, you know, this is something in, in a wellness approach is you got to keep learning. You got to keep trying new things, listening to new music, learning new dances, you know, reading new literature. I mean, these are things that keep us alive. Yep. Wow. For sure. Endorsed and- by, by Tony Robbins, Suzanne Summers, Rick Berry, the NBA star, uh, Steve Miller. Oh, just, just amazing. And I, I love the, the subhead. Uh, the life plan. And don't forget about Bill Phillips. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I, I want to mention the subheading, and I will mention Bill. How any man can achieve lasting health, great sex, and a stronger, linger bo- leaner body. A true expert, according to Bill Phillips, number one New York Times bestseller, author of Body for Life, and founder of Transformation.com. There you go. Wow. Y- you know, it's interesting. I, I, I spent a better part of my life focusing on diet and exercise, lifestyle medicine, hormones, endocrinology. Now, of course, looking at stem cells and peptides. And all that time in my own personal life and observing other people, it all got back to what was the quality of your relationship. So I spent 36 years researching a book that took me a year to finish in Valentine's Day uh, titled Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy. Wonderful. And that book's out on Amazon. I'm excited oh, Congratulations. I got to get it, Nick. I'll get yeah. you a copy. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and I'd like to buy a copy from you here today. Just this, you know what? When you've written a book, it's certainly the credibility of writing the book, but there's effort. Even if you have a co-author, whatever went into the oh, edits work. and everything. I've been working on a book for a couple of years. Yeah? Well, if you're practicing, it's hard to do. I mean, I commend Dr. Life. <laughs> it's, it takes a lot of work, a lot of time. Yeah. I'm going to hopefully get my... Not hopefully. I am going to get my fourth book out next year, 2020. And what's kind of a hint of what's different about that than this current it's book? Going what to are be you doing? Kind of a mm-hmm. memoir of all of the different things that I've learned throughout my 81 years. All the challenges, all the defeats, and how you recover from a defeat. Yeah. And how you just kind of dust off and go at it again the value of thinking uh, maintaining youthful thinking of learning to hip-hop dance at age 81 (laughs) (laughs) great uh, anthony robbins says dr jeffrey life lives and breathes a paradigm of health vitality and fitness uh, men everywhere would be smart to follow his example. There you go. Dr. Nick Delgado, be well, be strong, take care, please share an amazing interview with Dr. Jeffrey Life and our good friend, Dr. James Lorenz. Your practice is uh, called Longevity Health Institute in Michigan. And your practice is called the Life Center for Healthy Aging in Charleston, West Virginia. My website is www.drlife.com. Beautiful gentlemen. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com, and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.